Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And today, it's our half century. This is episode 50 of the Leveling Up podcast, Extreme Business Growth Through Raising Your Game. Thank you for being a part of this. If you are a subscriber, I really appreciate you being part of this. If you're a first-time listener, then get yourself subscribed because this is the home of entrepreneurial development, business development, and business growth. We talk about mindset, attitude, we talk about planning, goal setting, we talk about sales, strategies in business, business growth strategies, marketing. We have got you covered if you are a small business owner. Today, I want to talk to you about action beating reaction. Too many business owners out there, too many of us are reactive in this world. In other words, we're waiting for things to happen to trigger our response. We're reacting to circumstances. We're reacting to the economy. We're reacting to our market sector, our our industry sector. We're reacting to news. We're reacting to what other people say, think, or do. We're constantly reacting. We're waiting for business to fall in our lap so then we can react to that and maybe put a proposal through or pitch in. We're waiting for referrals. What I want to get you into a mindset now, into an attitude right now, into a philosophy, which is one, which is you go out and make stuff happen. Get the world reacting to you. Stop being reactive, stop waiting, stop procrastinating, stop holding back and start asserting yourself into the world, in business, but I'm telling you now, in the whole of your life. In a previous life, I was a martial arts instructor, I was a competitive kickboxing coach, I ran clubs, I've worked with fighters, I worked with one-to-one with some fighters. In fact, the last guy I worked with going back about 10 years ago um, as a teenager has just gone professional in boxing and I used to work in self-defense, in inner city rejuvenation projects and here's the thing. Regardless of whether you were a kickboxer or a boxer, regardless of whether you wanted to learn personal safety, or you wanted to learn self-defense, or if you were one of the doormen that I spoke to or taught, or the bodyguard that I taught, the one thing that I used to drill home over and over again was that action beats reaction. If you wait for an opponent to do something for you to react or counter, then you are always on the back foot. You're always gonna come second. If you're an athlete, you know, you're a sprinter, and you're waiting for the other person to make a break before you make your break, then you're always going to be second on the break. Does this make sense? You're always going to be playing catch up. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time for countering. I'm not saying there's not a time for slipping and ducking and then coming back. I'm not saying there's not. But as a general state of mind, you want to be on 
the push. You want to be on the march. You want to be the one calling the shots. If you're a, a fighter or an athlete or you're a cyclist, for example, you want to be dictating the pace. You want other people to be on your agenda. You want the world to be reacting to you. You want your potential prospects and clients to be reacting to you. You want your staff members. I'm telling you now, even outside your business, your kids, for example, your pets, your dogs, you want them reacting to you. You don't want to be reacting to them all the time because if you are, you're always going to come second at best. You want to play your own game. You want to fight your own fight. You want to dictate the terms. You want to set the pace, set the tone, whatever you want to call it, however you want to think about it, you want life to work on your terms and you want business to work on your terms. And to do that, you need to lead, you need to act first, and then you need other people, other things to react to you. Now, for some people, this can be a huge monolithical type challenge. You know, you've got such a history, such a bad habit of sitting back and waiting. You know, I talked a minute ago about, you know, waiting for the referrals to come to you rather than what you should be doing is going out and promoting your referral incentive, keeping in touch with your clients, your prospects, your joint venture partners, continually working with them and pushing an agenda, which is, do you have anyone for me? You know, we're running this campaign or we have this coming up. Can you help me? You know, getting them to react to you, getting them to think about how they can help you and how they can support you in what it is that you're trying to achieve rather than you sitting there thinking, well, you know, if they had a referral for me, I'm sure they would give it to me. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. People are busy. Your clients are busy. It's possible. I've had this bit away where someone literally spoke to someone and they said, right, this is the type of client I'm looking for this specific client with this specific problem, and I had this specific solution. So if you ever come across someone like that, then I'm definitely your person. I'm telling you now, the person they said this to, within two or three days, purchased what the person that was asking them for the referrals did from someone else. And it absolutely sent this other person into the red zone. They couldn't understand it. They thought it was disrespectful. They thought it was rude. They took it absolutely to heart. They took it personally. And I get it on the surface. It seems like that. You know, I say to you, you know, I run I run this thing called, you know, uh, BBB Success Groups. If you know any people out there who are struggling business owners, you know, 20, 30K maybe turnovers, maybe even 50, 60K, then you know what? There's an environment that I can really help support these people to do it, blah, blah, blah. And especially those people that find it hard to be self-motivated and those people that, you know, find it hard to hold themselves accountable. And especially those people that know they're challenged by their own self-imposed limitations. And, you know, you know someone like that that's got a great product, great service, a great heart, but, you know, they're kind of holding themselves back or they're just not really sure what they need to do to grow their business. I can help these people all day long. And then you'd expect that you would then have that in your head and then everyone that crossed your path, you'd say, oh my God, go and talk to George or whatever. It's possible it will happen. Can you imagine if you then went and joined another club? If you went somewhere else for the same thing that I just pitched you, saying to you if you knew anybody, of course it would feel personal. Of course it could be personal. However, I'm telling you now, the chances are the other person was listening to you, they were thinking about what you're saying, and then they went back to their life, and then they got on into their own habitual patterns. And when it came to buying what it is they wanted to buy, which happened to be what the other person had already said to them, 
All they did was went and bought it exactly how they always bought it. Does this make sense? They went and bought it from the high street instead of going and buying it from this person. So instead of taking it personally, instead of sitting there and just thinking, well, I'm sure if they wanted me, they would call me. Or I'm sure if they knew anyone, they would tell me. What you do, you just keep reminding people. And the truth matter is one conversation in that situation isn't enough to get you in that person's head. So you follow it up and you follow it up. This is not about being a pest. It's not about irritating everybody. It's about having an active, active, as opposed to reactive, an active campaign to continually have these conversations, to continually put you and your business in their front of mind. That's just referrals, for example, but it's an example that I come across really often where people think, you know, it's rude to ask for referrals, it's rude to ask for business, or even like past clients to phone them up and say to them, you know, we did this work for you. How did you get on? How did you find it? Do you have anything else for us? The number of business owners that seem to think that that person will automatically come back and buy from them astounds me, okay? And then they're really put out when they find out that that potential client or that past client goes and buys from somebody else. The chances are they bought from whoever was right in front of them at that time or they bought from the person that stayed in touch the most. So you want to be absolutely active in all of these campaigns. In sales, you don't sit there and say, well, I spoke to them last month. I'm sure they'll remember me and they'll, they'll come back to me. No, follow them up again, follow them up again. I'm not saying every single day, every single week, what you do is you say to them, you know, when would be a good time for me to get back to you? And they say, well, we're not going to do anything for the next two months or so. You say, okay, would it be okay if I give you a call between six and eight weeks? Yes, it would be okay. Right, put them in your diary, go back in six to eight weeks. Does this make sense? You still might lose something in that gap. Of course you might. But you're plugging so many of those holes that business and opportunity is falling through because you're making a massive wrongful assumption that somehow people are going to contact you. They're going to chase you up when they need something or when an opportunity arises, okay? You have to be active, not reactive. Does this make sense? In all areas of life, in all areas of life, you send out a proposal and the number of business owners that I work with and I know who then sit back and don't chase the proposal. They literally sit back thinking, well, they've had the proposal, they've had my numbers, they've had what I do. If they wanted me, I'm sure they would call me. Therefore, they haven't called me, so they probably don't want to use me. And then they're sitting back, and then the deal falls through. And I'm like, why didn't you just chase it up? And they're like, well, you know, it feels like rude, or I'm sure. It's like, no, 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 trust me, trust me. The number of cracks where business opportunity can fall through so easy are, are so prevalent in business, you want to plug as many of these as possible. So what you do right up front, you say to them, okay, I'm going to send you this proposal. Once I've sent you that proposal, I'll give you like, 48 hours, is that okay? And then I'll follow up and see how it is. They may then turn around to you and say, actually, do you know what, 48 hours is way too soon. And they'll say to you, give me like kind of four or five days, give me a week. And you say, okay, right, so I'll call you on XYZ. Is that okay? Yes, it is. Put it in your diary. Does this make sense? And then follow up and do it. Does this make sense? It, it, it's so obvious, and yet I know why so many people don't do it. It can be really confronting to be pushing yourself out there, especially if you've learned through life to hold back. Maybe you've had some terrible lessons in life, you know, either some bad experiences where you put yourself forward and something bad happened, or maybe, you know, other people educated you on this, you know, be seen but not heard, you know, the idea that, you know, 
if you ask, you don't get. I don't know if you were, you, you were educated with that growing up and that, but a lot of kids were. You know, if you ask, you don't get. So in other words, you're supposed to be a polite little kid and you turn up at grandma's house and hopefully she'll think to give you some sweets. Does this make sense? And I'm not saying that's not necessarily a good approach in that moment. However, that's a terrible lesson for life. Okay, so you know my kids are the same. I wouldn't want my kids turning up to grandma's house and walking straight through the door and saying, "Grandma, can I have sweets? Can I have? Can I have or anything else?" Does it make sense? But my kids certainly know it's okay to ask for a drink. It's certainly okay to let grandma know that they're hungry. For example, it's perfectly okay for them to put themselves out there, okay, and to make a request of grandma. I don't want to be rude and obnoxious, but I'm telling you now, in the real world, when they come out of this, I'm telling you now. I want them not to be rude and obnoxious, but they need to chase up and follow up. I had a conversation with uh, one of my daughters just this past weekend, and she's looking for work experience for her college. Let's go and do nine weeks of work experience. And um, she went to one place and they said, okay, yeah, we're interested. We're going to send you some documentation over, fill out that documentation, send it back to us. And she went, okay. Now I've given her this lesson, and that is if that was business, that is a terrible, terrible interaction. You say X, they say, yes, we're interested, I'm gonna send you Y, fill it in and return it. You don't just say yes, what you say, okay then, so when I complete this, what happens next? Is it okay if I follow up with you? When can I expect to hear back from you? If they say you can expect to hear back within a week, you're perfectly within your rights to call back eight, nine, 10 days later and say, I sent the stuff over. I know you said you would get back to me in a week. I'm sure you're really busy, but I thought I would just follow up. Make sense? I have absolutely bashed her over the head with this lesson, okay? Now, here's the other thing. She sent it back to them now, and they haven't come back to her. And she's saying, well, if they were interested, they'd get back to me. And I'm like, well, not necessarily. They could be really busy. Do you even know 100% they've received this documentation by email? And she says, no, but I'm sure they would have done. And I'm talking to her. I said, well, look, just get on the phone, chase them up, and just say to them, look, it's been a couple of weeks now. I don't know how long I'm meant to wait or whatever, but I thought I'd just follow up and just make sure you got it, number one. And number two, you know, what's the next steps? And she freaked out, right? I get this. So many other business owners freak out chasing up potential sales opportunities. So she freaked out. And she said, no, no, no. If they don't want me, I don't want to go there. It's fine. I'll find somewhere else. And I'm like, hang on a minute. To find another opportunity might mean another day or half day at least searching on Google for potential places to work. She's then got to get email addresses. She's then got to get names potentially. She then might have to contact 10 of those in order to get one opportunity, for example. And I'm like, you think all of that effort somehow is less effort than just phoning up the opportunity you currently have and saying X, Y, Z. And I had the same conversation with business owners as well, which is, you know, if they wanted me, then obviously they would get back to me. I'm like, okay, so what are your options? We'll have to move on and find another opportunity. Right. How much work is there to get another opportunity to the point where you're sending a proposal? Is it a week, two week, a month? Is it hours of work? Do you maybe have to go through 10 prospects in order to even get to the place where you're going to send a proposal? And you think that is easier in some way than just chasing up the one that's already in play? I get it, but I want you to start being active, to start acting instead of reacting. And if you do, the world will start to react to you. Other people will start to react to you. And action will always be reaction. Whether it's in boxing, kickboxing, whether it's on the door, whether it's in self-defense, whether it's in sales, whether it's my daughter looking for work experience or anything else, right? A, a, a relationship, a personal relationship, 
Instead of sitting back, instead of holding back, instead of waiting for something to happen in order to trigger your response, I want you to start setting out your agenda. Have your own goals, have your own vision, know what you need to achieve, know what you need to do in order to achieve those things, and then to go out and do it. Go and make things happen. Get the world on your tune. Get the world on your beat. Put yourself out there. Put yourself forward. Make sure that you are leading. You're leading your life. You're leading your business. You're leading your team. You're leading your industry, your marketplace. You're leading your family. Go out there and be proactive. Go out there and take action and stop being so reactive. Just like the doorman, just like the kickboxer. If you're waiting for someone to hit you before you hit them back, the chances are you're hitting the pavement. Be proactive in these encounters, be proactive in your business, be proactive in your life, and you will get life onto your agenda. Okay, so action beats reaction. If you've got a bad habit of reacting to circumstances rather than setting the tone for other people to react to you, then you really want to start putting yourself out there, even in just small doses, okay? I'm not saying you can go from being completely reactive to completely active overnight. Just start pushing your own agenda. Start putting yourself forward. You know, it could just be as simple as, when you have your next client, you know, prospect come forward, you set the tone for how the sales process is, not them. You say to them, okay, this is how we work, X, Y, Z. Maybe you sit there and when you give them a proposal, you say, is it okay if I follow this up? They say, yes, it is. You say, when would be an appropriate time? They say, well, give me a couple of days. You then say, okay, is Thursday okay with you? They say, yes. They say, okay, I'll call you on Thursday afternoon. Is that okay? Yes, it is. Boom, it's on your agenda. How would that have gone through otherwise? You say to them, okay, here's my information. They say, we'll get back to you. You sit back and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And then the opportunity passes you by. When it would have been so easy just to set the tone up front, set the expectations up front, take control of that situation, and now you are in the driving seat. Okay, thank you for listening once again. If you are a five-figure business, you haven't yet hit 100K in turnover, and you want to know what's it going to take to hit 100K or more in the next 12 months or less, get yourself on my six-figure fast track. It's completely and utterly free of charge. It's waiting for you at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link in the description below so you can go and get access to that straight away. We'll be looking at your six-figure mindset, your six-figure business model, and your six-figure methodology, the day-to-day activity that you need to have in place in order to hit 100K in the next 12 months or less. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.